18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History makers. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 AD, the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with the Senior Pastor of Crossway Church in Melbourne. How you doing, Pastor Dale Stevenson? Good to hear your voice, mate. Doing very well, Matt. How's yourself? Very good, thank you. Now, uh, Crossway is a massive church in Melbourne's east. We're going to find out a little bit about all the different ministry things you guys are a part of right now. But before that, let's find out a bit about your story. Where were you born and raised, mate? Oh, well, I'm born and raised in Victoria uh, in a secular Aussie family. So God and Jesus didn't feature in my family dynamics at all. Uh, there was no uh, no going to church, no Bible, no saying grace before a meal, just no family prayers, anything like that. Uh, my folks uh, my folks separated and divorced when I was around about 10. That's when I moved up to Melbourne uh, from, uh, from country Victoria. And uh, through my teenage years, somehow I grew into atheism. And uh, and not only atheism, but kind of an, an anti-Christian uh, perspective on that as well. It wasn't until I was uh, 18, I became mates with a great Christian bloke, and I did all of my bluff and bluster with him, kind of anti-Christian stuff. He took it all on the chin and just engaged with me. And uh, he ended up encouraging me to start reading the Bible and going to church with him. A group even ran midweek. And in the midst of all of that, uh, Jesus began to touch my heart. Because uh, I was a straight science guy, you know, year 12, I was in physics, chemistry, biology, and pure maths. I got accepted to do a, a science degree at Melbourne Uni. So that was kind of my, my track. I really needed to satisfy a lot of upstairs stuff. You know, is the Bible an historically reliable document about the things that Jesus said and did? And all, you know, just I had a hundred arguments against God. How can there be a loving God and there's so much suffering in the world? What about all the other religions? And, you know, you name it, all the questions were there. And, uh, Somehow in the midst of all that searching, my questions started uh, getting responded to. Uh, C.S. Lewis said, uh, my heart cannot rejoice, and that was my mind rejects as false. And uh, so he had to get an upper story happening, and then his heart could buy in, and I really related to that. So Jesus was really winning my heart, and uh, his teachings and and the Bible were satisfying my mind as well. And uh, so I took the big step in 1982. Put my trust in Jesus and my world got turned upside down for the better and it set the course the rest of my life. Did everyone in your family notice the change? Uh, my family were a little concerned initially. Uh, I kind of got a, a bit of a dead response. I, I left Australia six months after I became a Christian and um, I remember I ended up at a Bible college over in England and where I met and married my wife and uh, when I first started the Bible college over there, my mum was concerned I'd maybe got on with some kind of cult or something like that. You know, I was overseas, I'm like studying the Bible, and she's getting a bit freaked out by all of that. And, um, but no, my, uh, my family, uh, for the better part, still don't have faith. Uh, my mum does now. I actually, I, I baptised my mum. She put her faith in Jesus when she came over to my wife and, and my wedding. And um, but then didn't tell me for about four years after that. <laughs> uh, but uh, when she did tell me, you know, I was uh, just you know, it's just one of the best things you could ever be told. And uh, yeah, no, my family do my family notice a difference. I guess they do. 
you know, we're, we're decades down the track these days, and uh, they, they just kind of everyone. You know, we love each other, but we know kind of where we're coming from. Tell us about after Bible school. Uh, did you get straight into ministry? Or did you work for a bit? So I was I was uh, I was overseas for four years, and so while I was overseas, I was I'd already I saved up money uh, doing work, you know, just like in factories and Seven Eleven stores and all that sort of stuff. Uh, while I was travelling overseas, I managed a swimming pool, I managed a youth hostel, um, but yeah, Edie and I stepped straight into into Christian ministry. We we worked over in Israel for the first year or thirteen months of her marriage. Came back to Australia, ended up becoming a dean of students at a Bible college. Uh, then I got invited um, actually back to the church where I'd originally put my trust in Jesus. They invited me back to be the youth pastor, and I was on the team there for seven years. That church these days is called New Hope uh, in Melbourne, and uh, so seven years on the team there, and uh, then I've only ever served in two other churches after that as senior pastor. Twelve years down in the Mornington Peninsula, great church down there called New Peninsula, and now I'm in my eighth year at Crossway. Fantastic, mate. You've been around to a few great churches there. I just want to backtrack. I'm curious about your year or so in Israel. What did you do then? So we were running a youth hostel uh, down south in Elat. And um, our number one clientele, Elat is right on the tip of the Red Sea. Israel's got about 10 or 12 kilometres of coastline down there between Jordan and Egypt. And uh, a really great tourist destination, both for Israelis and for internationals. So our number one clientele were Israelis, and after that, number two was Germans, then Americans. It was overt that we were followers of Jesus. And because people were in the land of the Bible, four evenings a week, we'd do a, a simple little Bible study there at the youth hall. Anyone could come if they wanted to. And uh, so we'd end up with about 20 people sitting there four evenings a week. And because they're in the land of the Bible, they wanted to kind of check out the message of the Bible. So that was a way that we could um, uh, share Jesus a little bit with people. Uh, we would do a big uh, Shabbat celebration on a Friday night. We'd have anywhere from 80 to 150 people come for a meal on a Friday night, uh, and we'd sing, and we'd uh, we'd bring a, a fairly simple message from uh, the Jewish Bible, the old Christian Old Testament, and uh, and speak to people about Jesus. It was a great year, and uh, and we 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 saw a ton of people encounter Jesus in that year. It's such an amazing uh, place to visit. I've been over a couple of times uh, in the last couple of years, and. And it's like the Bible used to be black and white, but now it's full color after you've been there. Was it the yeah. same for you? Yeah, absolutely. When you get to when you get to tour around places, especially places that they, um, I'm going to speak a personal perspective here, where they can't like build a monument on it. Yeah, uh, I, I, the, the part of all the monuments and all the religious things didn't fill my cup that much, in all honesty. But to get to the like the Sea of Galilee, because you just can't build a monument over you know a huge lake and. And uh, we're climbing Mount Sinai, and Edie and I, Edie and my wife, we slept on top of Mount Sinai one night, and when we went to hike down there, and just places like that I love. But all of a sudden, when you're reading the Bible, you can see the different regions. And so when he was in the wilderness of Judea, I can, I can see what that wilderness looks like. And, and, you know, when he was up in the Galilee, I can see it in my mind. And so, yeah, it, it really does make it very colourful and three-dimensional. Well, mate, it's wonderful to hear about your uh, preparation for ministry, uh, you know, running youth hostels, managing swimming pools. Sounds like perfect training to be a pastor. <laughs> uh, and uh, you've been in ministry for a number of years, and, and your church you're pastoring, uh, Crossway, is a very innovative church. I was uh, chatting to your mate Steve Fogg recently, who mm-hmm. uh, runs uh, your IT and your online uh, ministry, and, yep. and he was saying to me, that the first time we connected was when the Bible series was on TV and he and I were both tweeting 
using the same hashtag to try and connect with people about the Bible. And mm. we were being attacked by the atheists together. And we kind of ganged up and said, <laughs> hey, come on, let's look at the facts. Let's look at what C.S. Lewis said. Let's look at the, you know, and we were, we, we were supporting each other online. And we've still never met face to face. We've chatted on the phone on the radio now. Uh, but isn't it amazing how people are connecting all over the world online and uh, building community? Absolutely. That's, that's one thing you guys are doing with your church. Yeah, look, they, they say a third of all relationships these days begin online. So it's a place that people can connect with one another and, and, and a genuine place where people establish relationship with one another. Sometimes that can take the next step, depending on where people live and all those sorts of things. But I, I just think we are smart uh, to, to utilize all the different opportunities we've got. If we are actually convinced that Jesus is good news, and that people's lives are a better position, that the whole heart of the Christian message of, of forgiveness and, and grace, which means favor you don't deserve, and you know, a fresh start in life, and that we're known and loved by God, and there's a purpose for our lives. Like, these things are really profound things. If we actually think that this is a good idea for people to know and experience Jesus, we just want to use every channel we can. It's our crossway we choose to do that. I love the fact that you guys have your own app that people can download. Uh, and you're launching Australia's first ever online church. Tell us about that. So Church Online, uh, there's a number of churches in the States uh, that, do, uh, that do a fully interactive church online, and, uh, and there are many churches in Australia that do a live streaming of church online but uh, who don't make it interactive. Now, I was corrected just this morning. Someone has found one other place in Australia who's doing something interactive, so it's not necessarily Australia's first. Okay. So, Correct, uh, corrected language there. But what, what Twitch Online is going to do, uh, or is doing uh, now, is uh, it's putting a full worship experience uh, online. And so uh, all of the kind of the sung worship, but we tailor the entire service for the online community uh, so that they're acknowledged. But then there's a team, uh, a, a team of volunteers around that service online so that people, if they choose to go and see uh, Church Online uh, at, at Crossway there, They'll be able to see a global map for everyone else who's watching the same service at the same time as them. There's a free comment wall, so you can be making comments while things are happening uh, with, the, with the online service. You can even step off privately to chat with someone or pray with someone uh, in, that, in that online forum, or even make responses, like for a person if they want to respond to Christ to make some other type of response to the message, or even find ways of serving or getting baptised. Uh, it's a fully interactive uh, experience. So that's why we're calling it our Congregation Without Borders. What a wonderful opportunity to reach out to people. And in this day and age, a lot of people are shift workers. Uh, some people are, you know, sick and unable to get out of the building. Uh, some people are, are just away for whatever reason, and uh, they can connect uh, with church online now. Let's hope many other churches uh, take this initiative to uh, reach the world online. Uh, one of my favourite quotes from John Wimber, he said, Throw the nets where the fish are, and uh, the truth is, everyone's online. You know, you know, the nets need to be on the net, don't they? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And what we're going to be doing on a Sunday, we're going to be launching those church services on the hour, ten hours across Sunday. Wow! So people go online. Uh, there'll be a service starting soon, and uh, and then they can they can jump onto that service and be part of what's happening there. I know a lot of churches uh, are delivering good coffee these days as well. Is there a way you can get a good coffee through oh, the, mate, online as well? Wish, 
Look, I'm Melbourne-based. Melbourne is known <laughs> as kind of a, co- a coffee capital. And <laughs> I tell you what, if we could get some sensory stuff happening online, just to put that little smell of a freshly opened bag of beans, that would be a winner. <laughs> now we're talking. Um, what's triggered me, uh, Dale, is I'm looking at your website and I can see a picture of you here with a nice, it looks like a latte uh, there on your website. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, that's my kind of pastor. I, I could have a latte with this guy. Uh, now, mate, um, the other website you guys have got, which I'm so impressed with, is askanything.com.au yeah I can see there's a list of 50 questions uh, that people have asked over the years Um, how's that ministry going it's going really well so we what we did we packaged up um, five questions that we found frequently asked and kind of positioned it uh, pre-alpha for those who know what alpha is which is actually brilliant ministry and we run it repeatedly here at Crossway but alpha launches with who is Jesus and it just kind of dies right at that point but we find People have got a number of questions before that, like, does God even exist? And how can there be a loving God when there's so much suffering in the world? What about God and evil? And is the Bible reliable? And is Jesus worth considering even? And so what we did, we crafted up uh, a five, a ten-minute DVD session. So it's visual, it's in situ, you know, so I'm on site in different places, just speaking to those five themes. Now, they're only ten minutes long, so it's not pretending to be the answer but it is very stimulating, and it certainly gets a conversation rolling. So we've, we've planted just a whole lot. This has been done right across Australia, uh, where people form an Ask Anything group. They've got a, a 10-minute DVD they can watch, and then we simply say the floor is open. Just let the conversation roll after that. And uh, we have seen um, from clusterings of, like, Year 9 students at uh, high school or secondary college right through to clusterings of lawyers and doctors and other uh, kind of corporate and intellectuals um, engaging and finding that it's working for them. So we, we felt like we found a zone there because of the simplicity of it, because it's only 10 minutes long, uh, and then you can have some conversation after it. So it's been used in all sorts of different forums, whether it's in homes or even lunch breaks at work or at schools and the like. And, yeah, that's been, that's been a great avenue. And I'm just looking through some of the questions there that people have asked, and, you know, there's a lot of responses and uh, you can listen to the audio response as well, which is fantastic. Uh, questions yeah. like, if God loves me, why does bad stuff happen? Uh, yeah, right. Why, why yeah, does God right. let children suffer? Uh, yeah, how do I even know God responses. exists? Those audio responses are only 60 seconds long because they were packaged for radio use and they were carried across Melbourne when we, uh, when we were running with those. And, uh, and so they were just put in as like little sound bites on, uh, on radio stations in Melbourne. And uh, so they are lightning responses that, like, you know, doing a 60-second response to a profound question almost feels like it's not even doing it justice, but that's what they were. Fantastic, mate. Talking about 60 seconds, that's how much time I've got left to chat today. Uh, (laughs) My most important question I'd like to ask is, what is the gospel and how do people respond to it? So the gospel is the good news. Uh, The good news is there is a God there who cares. Uh, He loves us, he knows us and understands us. And uh, we're made in his image and our lives matter. Uh, the gospel says that there's a challenge, though, that we are willful agents. We chief to do our own thing. We want to go our own way. And uh, there's an implication from that. And the Bible says that that attitude, our sins and our iniquities, it says it makes a separation between us and God. And the incredible good news is God said, I'm going to do something about that. I love you so much. I'm going to step in. I will take upon myself the punishment for everything you've done. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to give you a chance to have a fresh start. And the one thing he calls from us is our trust. We put our trust in Jesus. We allow the pastor to pass. We take a fresh start with him. And that is very good news for many people. 
I think it's been so inspiring to uh, hear what God has done in your life and uh, what God is doing through Crossway Church. If people want to find out more, the website is crossway.org.au. And uh, what's the website for the online church if people want to check that out? Uh, people uh, people just go to uh, to that website you stated. They'll be able to find a link uh, to church online. All the links are there from crossway.org.au. Uh, Dale Stevenson, I reckon you're history maker. Thanks for joining us. Good on you, Matt. Been a pleasure. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers.